0: Hey y'all, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode number 425, we're continuing our little tech series. I've invited Joey Odom to the show.
1: Kids notice at all ages when we are there with them fully, and when we're not fully present with them. And I think they become a little bit desensitized over time to believe that what's on our phones is more important than they are. And so this is a cool opportunity to totally reverse that narrative or initiate that great behavior that our kids always know that they're more important than whatever is on our phone.
0: Joey is a dad and an entrepreneur. He is one of the founders of RO. It's a great app and product that we will talk a little bit about, but mainly our conversation when I invited him to come on the show it was to talk about I thought my kids quote unquote addiction with devices. When reality we kind of had a different conversation and I realized a lot of Joey's passion for this topic came from his own missed moments as a dad and Instead of talking about boundaries and rules and regulations, to reframe it, to consider the relationship we have with devices and creating a system to help us improve the relationship with the people we love and care about and to model those things. So it was really encouraging to me. He was super encouraging to me. You'll hear why at the start of this conversation. Uh, And the great tips, y'all, that hopefully you can implement today. Uh, Let's get right to it. Here we go. Zoe. Thank you and welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast.
1: It's so good to see you. Thank you very, very much for having me.
0: I'm saying thank you because y'all, I don't know if you know, but before I start recording, I usually pray with my guests and I started crying already with (laughs) Joey. And so he didn't, he doesn't even know I pray with guests, but he said, can I just pray for us? And so I'm thanking him because yes, y'all we're doing this tech series and it's real. Like I told you Joey, moms already feel heaps of shame, guilt. Mm. They just feel like ill-equipped and overwhelmed. They see the impact on relationships of devices. They don't know what to do. I saw a grandma in a grocery store. Grandma, she is a grandma, she's also a mentor. She's a friend, she goes to church with me. We were talking about this and she said, it feels like you guys are just always the bad guys. And I said, yeah. She's like, you're having to patrol all the time. You have to stay on top of it all the time. And I said, yeah. I don't even like how that piece impacts relationships. So we're going to have a conversation. (laughs) Because (laughs) we know just like with anything, even water, you can drink too much water. You can drown in water. Too much of anything is not a good thing. So having healthy boundaries is a good idea. But doing that and implementing it on a, an addictive thing for me and as an adult, a teen, a young kid, it's hard to do. So we're going to have this conversation. Um, I'd love if you just introduce your family real quick before we get into it so people know that you're in it with yeah. us.
1: Absolutely. I, I, um, I certainly don't mom alone since, <laughs> since I have a better a wife who is a much better mom than I could ever be. Uh, my wife of 19 years, Kristen, we um, dated in college, have known each other for 20 plus years and uh, been married for 19 of those. We have a 15 year old son, Harrison. Thirteen-year-old daughter Gianna. Just as a fun little side note, I'm I'm about six five. I'm I'm on the taller side of things. My wife claims five feet tall, but she really probably is just a, a touch under five feet tall. So we've the big question was when we had kids, what on earth will they look like? So when they're so far, so far, Harrison's taken after me, and Gianna's taken after mom. But I did tell my my wife after after Harrison was born, and he was a nine-pound baby. I told her, you're just going to have to find a smaller father for the second one. I'm sorry. So, so we, uh, so that's our family. Yes. Luckily, she didn't. Luckily, yeah, she stuck, she stuck the same with father, you. But, that's right. Yeah, that's that's right. right.
0: But you're hitting these teen years too. <laughs> yes.
1: yes, absolutely. We are, we are in them. And, um, yeah, just, just, uh, fortunately loving them, but figuring out what in the heck do we, uh, do we do. I, I, listening to a lot of David Thomas and Sissy Goth, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> we need their help. Um. So in your, I, know, I had a gal on once to talk about phones and her solution was just don't give them one until they go to college. And sure. that was it. That was the solution. So yep. we haven't chosen that solution as a family. We have delayed till 14. But even now, I think people are even choosing 16 as a, their delay date. Um, we've done gab phones. I think for boys, video games tends to be the place where you have the boundary issues. I think for girls, maybe social media, I'm kind of making generalizations, but sure, there are girls that want to play games. There are boys who enjoy social media and struggle with that in general. So have y'all had these challenges? I mean, we don't have to follow the Odom way, but as you've researched <laughs> and as you've thought through this, what have you discovered and What are your thoughts on the boundaries related to devices and things?
1: I I would say there's just just for everybody listening to begin, just as a quick reminder, we are 15 years into the smartphone experiment. So just as just a beginning point let's all give ourselves a little bit of grace to just start We're we are figuring this thing out, this thing that is, that is forming neural pathways in our brain, this thing that is, that is built to have our eyes attached to it. And so we're, we're figuring it out. So for anybody who's, who is feeling the shame, the guilt, the overwhelm or feeling ill-equipped. Yeah, we're all ill-equipped. So let's just let's just acknowledge common ground right you, there.
0: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's
1: exactly right. The fact that you're listening to Don't Mom Alone means that you're in the top one percent of people who are who are intentional. So that just as a as a preface, you're doing great, and I mean that. And and you use an interesting word, and it's boundaries, and it is boundaries. But the way the way that we are approaching this, and by the way, Heather, this is from our own personal failures as parents. My co-founder Heath Wilson and I we we started our business because we realized we were missing moments with our families. We were getting called out by our 3-year-old and 4-year-old for being on our for being on our phones and we just had series of you know experiences where we just fell short and we said we got to make this better for our families and and so if we if we do that we think we can help a lot of families. So
0: So this came that's an interesting statement because I've been thinking about how we're we doing this for our, like, for our kids and their usage. Yeah. This came from as a parent. I am missing moments because and I think about my kids little the little kid years. It was me sitting in front of a laptop or a computer. Yeah. I didn't have mm. a travel device when they were little. Right. Um yeah. so yeah, but now moms that is it. You can get your constant access. That's very interesting. okay, so that was your yeah. motivation was a personal missing out. It,
1: it was I mean I think the, the the most poignant story for me was when Harrison was five when he scored his first soccer goal and everybody goes crazy. he was the he was the last kid on the team to score a goal. So this is his last you know, he scores this goal, crowd goes wild, coach picks him up and of course he looks at the sidelines to me. and you know what that five, you know five- year old boy wants to see the look of pride on Dad's face. He wants to share that moment, lock eyes. But I missed I missed it. My I was looking down at my phone. My wife nudged me in the ribs and said, You just missed Harrison's first soccer goal. Mm. And it just it just didn't feel right. I just knew I knew that I I needed to be better for my family. And I wanted my family to be better as a result of my own failure. So it's and the good thing is, Heather, it's it's gotten a lot better. It didn't get better then. This is I think the thing we have to acknowledge when it comes to our phones is the difficulty with them and going back to the term boundaries we we look we we think of this a little bit more broadly than boundaries we think of it really as a relationship with our device and we all know what happens when you change your relationship with your phone you will change your relationship with everyone around you so we look at it in terms of relationships and so let's mm-hmm. let's take the 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 thought that you just mentioned on just wait till they go to college It makes that feels to me like the story of Sleeping Beauty where the young princess, the prophecy is that she will prick her finger on a spinning wheel someday. And so what do her parents do? They get rid of every spinning wheel in the entire kingdom. So there are no spinning wheels left. And so then when she encounters a spinning wheel the first thing she does is pricks her finger because she had no idea how to use it. She had no idea how how she could have been like the best spinning wheeler in the entire <laughs> kingdom and would have never had a chance if she would have been taught appropriately. Yeah. And so I think the same thing applies. Hey, we we do need to accept the fact that technology is going to exist. Now, that is not to say... We hand a phone with Instagram, TikTok, and Safari on it to a, an eight-year-old. Of course not. That's that's silly. So we do things like you, which is great. You start with the Gab phone and then you or something like that, or Trumi, and and then you kind of graduate through it and you begin to form a good relationship with it. So our perspective is that the relationship we have 15 years in with our devices is just totally off right now. And that relationship is. That we have it with us 24 hours a day 91 percent of us have our phones with us 24 hours a day when i say with us i don't mean in the same house i mean we don't have to move our feet to get it so it's with us 24 hours a day and that is the thing that's going to get in, in the way of everything else that's important to us so the moment i want to spend time with i want to watch a movie with my daughter if I have my phone with me, I am going to use it. So we need to learn how to put distance between us and our phones in order to form the right the relationships that we want. But again, this is the acknowledgement that that's a really hard thing to do to separate us from our phones. But that really is the answer. And again, it's simple. That is the answer in the same way that... How do you lose weight? Well, you 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 burn more calories than you consume. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows that. That doesn't mean it's easy. Right. That means that we all know the answer, but that is the answer. And so that's what we've set out to do. Let's let's make sure people understand that message that we need to rethink our relationship with our phones. We make need to make an edit and then let's give the tools where people can actually do that.
0: I'm back to share one of my favorite companies with y'all. It's called Thrive Cosmetics. And what makes it great, like I've shared with you, it is the unicorn of beauty products because not only are these products good for the environment and for your body, they're also great products that work and they give back to our communities. So I've talked to you a lot about their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. Today, I wanna talk about their Sheer Strength Hydrating Lip Tint. So this is actually... I keep it in my makeup bag with when I'm getting ready in the morning because what's great is it hydrates my lips at the start of the day and it adds a little bit of tint when I'm starting off my day. I don't want to go full lip just yet. It's lasts up to 6 hours. I don't necessarily need my mirror and it just glides on really smooth. And so I appreciate having a great way to start the day. You can choose from 6 different tints. It's really lightweight. It's not sticky. It's a lipstick that hydrates my lips and makes them feel softer and smoother. And so if you're looking for a great lip tint, check out Thrive Cosmetics. And again, big fan of their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. Everything is certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, no parabens, sulfates, phthalates, and like I said, not compromising the performance. Also, with Thrive Cosmetics, it's in their name, Cause, they give back. With every purchase, part of their mission is to support organizations that help communities thrive, those communities where people are battling domestic abuse or homelessness or cancer and so many other things. So if you want to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself, right now you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com forward slash D-M-A. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E dot com slash DMA for 20% off your first order. No, I think that is a great reframing of um, I think there's a visceral response to boundaries. Like it feels yeah. restrictive. But relationships feel expansive and you can flourish mm. in them or you can they can be toxic which is the popular word right now and and spending, <laughs> being a hand's reach away from something, 24 yep. hours a day feels a little codependent. I'm um, gonna <laughs> use more relational <laughs> yeah. words. I'm not happy if it's happy. Um, and yeah, that panic of like, I realize when I'm, I haven't seen my phone in a while, or here's the thing, when I've been super productive around the house, and I'm like, wait a second, where's my phone? And I look and it's in my purse still. And that's been Great like feeling. the most productive hour of my day. Was the one I forgot. I'd like gone and taken the boys somewhere. It stayed in my purse and I'd like did all the things and I'd forgotten because it was in a place. Yeah. And so yeah, having that place, we keep other things in places and store them.
1: You nailed it right there, Heather. That that is that is the key. We have a place for everything. Our cars go in the garage, our keys go in the bowl by the, you know, at the entry table. Our, yeah. Our, 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 um, <laughs> our, silverware goes in the drawer. We have places for all of that. And so the de facto place for our phone has be, just become our pockets. Yeah. And so we need to, and I think, I mean, this, by the way, all of this is, is hopeful and there's some, you know, there's a lot at stake here, but all of this is a very hopeful message. This is, if you read, um, if you read James Clear and atomic habits, he talks about most people think they're lazy but they really just like a system. You're just a system away from being able to see tremendous change in how you relate to others or how you pursue the things you want. Uh, Near Iol, who's written, Hook Indistractable, he has written about this and he talks about distraction getting in the way. And the opposite of distraction is not focus. He says the opposite of distraction is traction and traction is doing the things that you have planned in advance to do. Mm -hmm. So what most of us do and distraction is the opposite. Distraction is not doing things that you planned in advance to do. So I sit down to read, to read a book and the next thing I know I'm, I'm looking up, you know, Atlanta Braves scores on my phone, which goes into the weather, then goes into a bunch of other things but that's the problem is that we're, we've lost our ability to gain traction because we have this thing with us that is built to distract us. For the most part, it's built to distract us. And we think that you can reframe that relationship with your phone. When you do, it'll have that significant difference in your life.
0: So I could be super motivated. Moms, I feel like, are super motivated for this message. Like, yes, it is distracting. Yes, it takes me off track. Yes, it's impacting not only... My relationship with my kids, but my kids' relationship with each other and friends. And it, yet, it feels like, in order to have this be a buy in across mm-hmm. <laughs> the board for the family, that's where I hit a wall. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, maybe my husband and I are on board, we're like, yes, we need to do something about this. And that doesn't go very far. And then kids, it's like, they think we're ridiculous. This is so ridiculous. It's not a problem. I don't have a problem. Let's check your hours versus my hours. You know, like. Yeah. So how have you, have you, I mean, you are bought in as the spouse, but have you run into couples that don't agree or kids who are fighting back against, yeah, we need to have a place or we need to have a healthy relationship with this device.
1: Yes, we, we've, we've, um, I would say, and in, in with RO, most of our members are, I would say, we're, we're in the well over half of the people who join RO, make the purchase are moms, and so we' we are designed for families, but it is moms, and in the we've, we have, we've had several returns, a few returns, and, and the most common thing is I couldn't get my husband on board with it, so mm-hmm. I'm going to just take this opportunity <laughs> for women listening to forward this podcast to your husband and let me give the message to your husband real quick. Fellas, your wife is begging you for intimacy. Your wife is begging you for connection. She is begging you. So when you quickly dismiss something that she's brought into the house to foster intimacy and connection, don't dismiss that. Just take a moment to listen to it because she's asking for something more than putting down your phone. What she's asking for is more connection and Christianity Today, by the way, just came out with an article. And I think I can say this. I think it's PG 13, but it basically says that that less phone time as a couple equals more sex time as a couple. So there is a there is a scientific connection between that, and it makes sense. And it, you know, we say sex just to, to get the guys listening, but what we're talking about is intimacy and connection. And that is a really, really important thing. So the pushback from husbands can absolutely be real. And with the kids, what we have found is if you want to set your kids up for success, model a good relationship with your phone when they're young. That That's the beginning point is that modeling from a very, very young age. So we have people in RO, oh, by the way, it's it's a place where you put your phone that connects to an app that gamifies being away from your phone. So we have people without phone, people who give their, for kids who don't have phones, parents will hand their phone to the child and say, well, you go put mommy's phone away, you put daddy's phone away. So that's doing two things. One is it's training a muscle memory into the child that is familiar with putting your phone away from where you are but the second thing and this is this is equally important is the amazing thing that happens when you put your phone down heather when you put your phone down you bestow value on the person in front of you what you're telling them is there are theoretically eight billion people who can reach me on my phone and you're more important than every one of them Mm. so when you do that and that can happen at dinner this is Again, here's a little pro tip for the for the dads out there, for the guys out there. Next time you're on a date with your wife, say, hey, will you put this in your, pur- your purse for me? That's going to change the total dynamic of the relationship. Just switch phones with them. Or when it's dinner time, dads, moms, just say, hey, I'm going to go put my phone in the drawer right here so we can be together. So that that's for the younger kids. As we get older, and this is the encouragement that we give to people is... Think of this in a very long-term process. Even you know, you, I know you have a uh, an 18-year-old. So even for the time for the you know for the school year while your 18-year-old is at home before he goes to college, think of instead of trying to reduce screen time, I would encourage you to think of the little spaces of carving out small spaces of phone-free time. And the easiest one, the most natural one that comes to mind is dinner. And so. But that may even begin a little bit smaller and just say, hey, we're gonna let's 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 put this here. The goal's not to reduce screen time, the goal is to build a relationship and so build a good relationship with your phone. So finding those small spaces in the same way, if you went to a personal trainer and you said, Hey, I want to get healthy, they would begin with something very, very small. So instead of looking at the overall metric as the time, I would say, Begin with those spaces. Where are the spaces where I can begin to reshape this relationship with my phone? Thinking of it, the core of it being creating distance between you and your phone. So you do get pushback. What I have found, especially, and you mentioned this, is it's an important point you made, was they start comparing themselves to you. Let me see your screen time report. But if, if you can change that conversation, that's not really the metric for success. The metric for success is finding that little space where you can do that. And kids, if you ingrain that behavior early, again, it's a little bit easier. My kids are 15 and 13. We've had RO since before they had phones, so it became a little bit easier. But it's still very, very hopeful if you begin small. And what we've found is you can use, RO specifically, you can use as a as a little bit of a scapegoat. That's the thing that like reminds you it's a physical place. You see it, so it's visual. It makes it a little bit easier. But even if you had a charging station yeah. or if you had... And again, our app will send you reminders to spend time away from your phone. But even if you had something, hey, you know, let's go phone free dinner or something like that. But find those small spaces and begin very small, understanding that this is a continuum of success and it's not going to switch overnight and it is going to be hard. But if you begin small, it makes it a lot easier as you go along and you think in the long term way. It becomes a lot, a lot easier to view your success over a longer period of time.
0: That's good. I'm thinking about times i've tried to implement phone free spaces like Mm -hmm. driving in the car hey guys how about we put our phones away when we're in the car and the response i often get is yeah 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 um i just gotta do this one thing yeah 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 yeah." and then i'm like hey you're still on your phone okay mom like just like this (laughs) so annoyed so i'm so annoying and so naggy i feel naggy yes yes so what's a good conversation i love a lot of what you've said but to motive i don't know that there's this motivation for them to want to connect and relate to parents yeah. at the teen stage they want to connect and relate to their friends whether it's through snapchat or instagram or whatever gaming their motivation is not deeper intimacy and connection with yeah, me. I mean, it's a normal individuating stage.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know.
1: <laughs> it, I the the answer. And I, I, I want to be really Joey. Okay. No, it's it, and it. Here's the good thing: is this is a, this is a hopeful message. This really is. This really is a message of hope here. And and I think one of the biggest you've just described. One of the biggest. I'm trying to be careful not to to pitch RO because this is a much bigger message. But the way that we've approached this problem is to allow something else to be the nag to be the nagging like item. like a teacher.
0: Like if it's like, yes, there's homework to do. Hey, have you done your homework? No. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I guess you're gonna have to talk to Miss Spencer about that yes. tomorrow. Like, I'm not the one. She's the right. One. Yeah.
1: And, and even in, in Auro, again, Auro creates an, in, an in-home family competition. We've gamified the experience of being away from your phone. So when you put your phone in this box, it automatically connects to an app that quantifies the time that's away. Then you have your home circle. And so you're literally, you're literally competing against each other for phone-free time. And then and what then do you get?
0: A, like, what do you win?
1: People can incent. A lot of people will provide their own kind of third-party incentive. A lot of what the internal motivation that like Snapchat is using is just building up a streak daily streaks of connecting with somebody for example or sending when you say connecting with someone like taking a picture <laughs> taking, taking a, a picture of the like, ceiling yeah taking a picture of a ceiling yeah, and sending mm-hmm. it to somebody yep, else streak. right that's their form of connection mm-hmm. but but the it's that so we use a lot of those social media's tips and tricks so building up the streaks Connecting a ring. Hey, if your goal every day is 30 minutes of time away from your phone in the R box or three hours, whatever it is, you connect that ring. Oh, kind of like the Apple Watch
0: has the rings, like if I get all my steps. Okay.
1: Exactly. And then... The other part, a lot of people will introduce third party, You know, they'll introduce, hey, allowances based on this or something like that. So we've Mm -hmm. seen people use those sorts of things as well, so that makes it um, helpful. But there is a real magic that happens when you know your time is being quantified. And one of the bigger things too is, or being measured, one of the big things too is letting it remind them. So if you were to go put your phone in RO, all of them would get a notification that would say, mom just started an RO session, would you like to join her? So it's a quick thing, it's not you nagging them. But, Heather, you're exactly right. What you're describing is, is you know, with an 18-year-old, and I don't want to – at that point, it does become a lot more challenging the more time – I mean, for younger parents, this is your opportunity, the opportunity to begin at very, very young. And so I think as they get older, you have to have smaller goals. And I know that may sound a little bit – I know that's not super positive, but I think like what take whatever you can get. I have also found in the car. Well, I found one thing. If if I'm not at home, again, we have our system at home with RO. I'm not that great with my phone, candidly. When I'm when I'm away, when I'm in my home space, it makes it a lot easier. And so that's probably where I try to, to reinforce a little bit more versus in the car. It it does, it does become a challenge. And again, I would just be the first to admit. There's I have. not I just haven't RO modeled it. car. Not yeah, yet. exactly. And I, I just haven't. And I haven't modeled it super well. Yeah, frankly. So that's your next um, product.
0: RFR. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, in California, you can't. And I feel like there's this. I wish they had that in Texas. Like you can't. And so right. But I remember when my oldest was going to get his license and he was taking all the online training. He says, you know, that I'm whatever percent more likely to use my phone when I'm driving if you use your phone while you're driving. And I think huh. that's the if you have young kids and you're all you're worried about when do i give them a phone and all of that maybe put all that attention on how am i using my phone not in a guilt way but more of a like what is my relationship with my phone and how could i improve a little and one phrase my husband uses a lot and i think is great if it's not measured it's not managed and so that whole concept of measuring um i love that it sends an alert to everybody else to be like This is mom is putting her phone in or dad. I think with teen boys, his influence is higher at this stage. But yeah, I think even he will he will butt heads with them sometimes when it's dinner time. He's Hmm. like, "Okay, guys, we're going to put our phones on the counter. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're still checking it or they just put it in their pocket and they won't. Yeah. And you're like. Put it on the counter <laughs> like,
1: right right exactly. <laughs> How many it, times
0: we have to do this? um one question I had was you said it connects to third party. Can you connect it to green light? uh
1: not uh, when i said third i'm on the third party, I meant the um what they're able to do some some families will okay. do like a their own like their own reward system Got where it. they put some financial incentive around it yeah, so
0: okay. yeah, well we could do i mean green light is where we yeah. do our allowances, so you just say.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I got you. Yeah. Sorry. I wouldn't. No. Yeah. Green yeah. Light. That's a great idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, it, it, uh, you know, I think the other thing that I would say about that with the, um, you, you really nailed it on the modeling side of things. And that's, that's where the, having the foresight as a young parent is really, really helpful is just knowing that I am setting my kids up for success. And I think even with with older kids, I think the way you model it, I picked up my daughter from volleyball last night and I make a production I like, like maybe most males, I like to pat myself very hard on the back um, whenever I do any, even the smallest of tasks. But this kind of plays into it. Like I pick up my daughter from volleyball, and I left the center console open when she got in. And then right when she got in, I said, I dropped my phone and said, hey, honey, I'm going to I'm going to be so present with you right now. She goes, oh, really, dad, you have to put your phone there. Yeah, I do, because I'm going to be so present with you right now. And so I think that the I think it's actually OK to brag on yourself a little bit and make a production again, because it's the bestowing value. And then if you're if your son, one of your sons came to you and said, hey, mom, can we talk about something? You'd be like, Yes. But first let me put this let me put this thing in a drawer in the other room. So beginning to create that display and I don't think it's too late. I do think even for your 18-year-old I do think just beginning to see that consistent modeling cuz I think I think that I'm going to be way too stereotypical here but I think that when when guys have an idea At least I know for me, I have a bunch of ideas, but my wife will kind of wait it out. Let's just see if this is going to hold. Let's just see if this is going to stick. If he's really going to stick with this. I think our kids are doing that to us all the time as well. And I think if we can begin to be the ones that model it, especially as they get older, they are a lot smarter. And I think they, they do see, they've seen, you know, for my kids, I try to implement something a thousand things. And so just wait it out. Dad will, dad will wear off on this one. But if they see that consistency, I do believe that they will begin to pick up on it on themselves. They'll start to see the importance of that. And again, if they start a conversation with you just saying, hey, I want to put this thing up right now, I do believe even if it doesn't, I mean, it reminds me of the verse like teach a child, you know, the way they should go when they're young, when they're old, they won't depart from it. I think it's the same thing. I think your 18 year old will start to feel a little bit uncomfortable when someone in a conversation phone snubs them. I think they'll start to see. wait a second. Or when he goes on a date with somebody and he said, yeah, she was on her phone the the whole meal. I think that'll start to feel uncomfortable for them as you begin to normalize what phone relationships should look like. So I would encourage you, Heather, to begin with this and begin with the modeling, even though your kids are, you know, your oldest is 18. You got a lot of time to model it and model it well for them. And I think when you do that, that it'll absorb much more into them. The term RO means to notice, by the way. And that's one of the things we've, noted, that we've really observed about kids is that kids notice at all ages when we are there with them fully and when we're not fully present with them. And I think they become a little bit desensitized over time to believe that what's on our phones is more important than they are. And so this is a cool opportunity to totally reverse that narrative or initiate that great behavior that our kids always know that they're more important than whatever is on our phone. Mm.
0: It's really good. It's very, very good, and I am inspired, starting with me. Yeah, just to be aware instead of only focusing on they're always on their devices or they have an unhealthy relationship. And I I love, I do not feel guilted. I do feel like tomorrow's a new day. This afternoon's a new chance. Like when y'all are done listening to this podcast, you can pay attention and make a choice. Like you said, a small step in the right direction isn't that another atomic habit? <laughs> like
1: yes, that's right. Yeah, and and it and and part of it is in in a small step towards the person you identify yourself to be. If you say I am a present parent, I am a pr- I am a present husband. Well, if I call myself that, then I'm going to start to do the things that a present husband and a present parent would do. I'm going to start to to move towards that person that I identify myself as, and and that's a good thing. So just beginning, I, I would I would encourage maybe the very first step. For people today listening is to identify themselves as what they want to be. Hey, I am. And just start calling yourself that you're going to start to act like that. Then your filter then becomes like, well, what would a present husband do right now on a date? A present husband would hand his phone to his wife. What would what would a present parent do right now while we're driving the car? Present parent would put their phone in the glove box. They would you you would start you would start to do all of those things and and you are right that it's hopeful and there should be no shame and there should be no guilt every one of us is on the continuum the screen time has overtaken drug sex and alcohol is the number one issue facing families today so we're all in it together and another another piece of this that I think is worth noting is we are very pro phone we are very pro device my my grandfather passed away a couple of years ago and. I was able to FaceTime with him, you know, hours before he passed away when he was in Arizona and I was in in Georgia. So what a what a cool thing that phones are brought to us. But they do get in the way of relationships sometimes. So let's not think of this in terms of you you, all screen time is bad. I think that's kind of a, a, a reason why people do feel guilt around it, because, oh, screen time, that's bad. No, it's not because not all screen time is created equally. Screen time is different from from time to time. The other thing I'll mention, and this is a really this is kind of a core message to us is people use the term addiction when it comes to our phones. And Hmm. I know it's a little bit of a flippant. Oh, I'm I'm addicted to my phone. But I think it's important to really name this appropriately an addiction with an addiction you do two things the first thing you do with an addiction is you admit your complete powerlessness over the thing and then the second thing you do is you totally abstain from the thing well let me start with two first we're not going to abstain from our phones that that's that that's not anything we're going to do so we're not going to abstain from our phones. so it doesn't follow the pattern of addiction in that way and then the first thing is admitting our powerlessness I don't think that's a very helpful thing to do is admit that you're powerless over your phone, because I actually think you can make a difference in it. So when you believe that you have agency, we just have bad habits. But when you believe you have agency over a problem, rather than just saying, well, I'm addicted, there's nothing I can do about it. The narrative changes a bunch. And then you begin to see yourself as one having control over it. And then real change can happen.
0: No, that's really good. And I think I even used addiction earlier, and I think I've even said to my boys, "You are addicted to this," and it is a really good reminder as moms to think about our words for ourselves and how in how it takes away our power to say that we're powerlessness. Yeah, our, we are powerless against it. And and again, you said that tension of I can't not have this. Like right. that doesn't make sense. But um, how do I stay? How do I? use it and have a good relationship with it.
1: Yeah. That that makes all the difference. And, it, and it's, again, I think just to keep beating a dead horse on this, on this point <laughs> is this understanding of the agency you have over it, that yeah. you do have this power and it's not going to, and I'm going to use the exercise thing again. You're not going to look in the mirror and see a bunch of change at the beginning but you have to know that those steps towards that person you want to become do accumulate over time. You have yeah. to know that And you have to know, just know your kids are watching you. And every good example is a teaspoon of water in a bathtub. And it takes a long time. But over time, that is going to accumulate. And over time, you are going to see, OK, the water is rising and it is going to make a difference. And you do have the agency over it. And by saying, oh, I'm so addicted to my phone. Again, that gives you a little, that kind of absolves you of some sort, some form of responsibility. Versus mm-hmm. saying, "No, I, this thing doesn't control me. No, I have, I, I control this. I, I can do this. I just need a good system. I need a, an environment that is conducive to my goals, because environment, environment beats willpower all day long. It, environment eats willpower's lunch. So if we're just relying on our own willpower to do a great job, it's not going to work. But if you have that conducive environment for it, that's going to make all the difference for you." And the cool thing is, Heather, every single one of us can do it today. Mm-hmm. The moment somebody listens to this, begin it today and just try it. Try to find a moment. Look for a moment. Look for whenever your spouse says something to you. Just saying, I'm going to do that and then do it again and then do it again and then do it again. And then if you are in the middle of an important text, say, it's so important for me to hear what you're saying. Are you okay if I finish this, this text up right now? Then, And then... Go put your phone, whether it's in a drawer or the RO box or you just throw it across the living room, whatever it is, go do that thing so that you can bestow value on the person around you. And again, just in the same way, when somebody picks up a phone, science tells us when you pick up a phone, you are like 50% or 75% more likely the people around you to pick up their phones. It's a yawn effect. Yeah. So. You can that that yawn effect will apply with this as well. It will give people the confidence to put down their phones to see somebody else doing it. It will create the same yawn effect when somebody else sees somebody else doing that.
0: No, that's really good. I'm inspired. I'm inspired, Joey. You've done it. And if you do want help with the environment of an RO box, we put the links in the show notes. We'll connect you all with that. But yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your wisdom and just your grace with me and your truth <laughs> and your kindness and your prayer. I appreciate it.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for your message, for what you're doing, for the people you're speaking to, for the consistency. You've done it for the last 10 years. It's an inspiration. And um, thanks for being a good mom, too. Your, <laughs> your boys are going to come back and just say I'm the, the best mom in the entire world. I know it. So we'll see. good on you. We'll see. It's going to happen. still
0: out. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks, Joey. Thanks, Heather. Okay, y'all. I Thank you again, always, always, for listening and joining me and sharing with friends. Y'all are the best. Uh, and yay for Joey and this product. And then more than that, just being on the front lines of helping people do life together better and not letting technology take away from that um, without guilt. So after I had this conversation, it definitely impacted role modeling to my boys in the car or different places and intentionally setting the phone down is a small step for me uh, in that right direction, considering a one spot for everything to go. Um, So I hope it encouraged you. I just want to pray over us in this topic. So I'm going to do that real quick. Lord, I... Thank you for giving us our families. I thank you for our small kids who do recognize that they are valued and desire our attention and focus. I pray, Lord, that for our older kids, we could reclaim anything that has been impacted by communicating unintentionally or intentionally that they were less valuable because of our attention to our phones, I pray, Lord, that whatever's going on in each of our hearts, that we would come to you with that, that we would get to the root cause of the why um, for each of us in whatever thing we are going to when we're stressed or overwhelmed or sad or lonely, that we would bring all that to you, God, and that we could really find our healing and comfort from you alone. I pray for our families. I pray for anything that is trying to stack itself against um, us and disrupting relationship and communication. And I just pray for the mom listening today that she would be encouraged to know that every day is a new day and that she can start fresh right when this episode's over, that there's a new start, um, that your mercy is new all the time and grace is abounding. In Jesus' name, Amen thanks y'all for joining me. Uh, Again, we have linked to a lot of different tech episodes in the show notes, linked to the RO. And yeah, I'll meet you back here next week. Don't, oh, actually not next week. Don't forget it's first Friday, this Friday, believe it or not. It's (laughs) September this Friday, which is wild to me. Uh, And I'll be back with Cynthia. She and I have a conversation ready for you. So I'll see you back here on Friday. Okay. Adios